Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com. Well, great morning um, to everyone. We're back again with the Health Hour with me, Dr. Cindy Siwefansel, at D-O-C-S-I-N-D-I on Twitter. And this morning I have a guest, Julian Walker, in studio, and we're discussing a very emotional subject. And I say emotional because um, of my, of my, well, you know, as a, as a, as a black person and my culture, organ donation is something that we just don't always speak about. So I'm really happy to have Julian Walker in studio who'll be discussing organ donation with us. And hopefully by the end of the podcast, uh, by the end of the show, and even if you do get a chance to listen to the podcast, you will change your mind about being an organ donor. I'm an organ donor and um, I've, I've, I registered a few years ago and it's something that I'm really proud of. So Gillian, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much. Cindy. So tell me, um, Gillian, um, tell me a bit about yourself. Where, where are you from and how did you get involved with the Organ Donor Foundation? Uh, Cindy, I'm, I'm from Joburg yeah. and um, I got involved um, at the beginning of last year. A lifelong friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, um, has cystic fibrosis and she went on the waiting list for a lung transplant at the beginning of last year. And I, you know, I'd, I'd always known about, um, transplants. I think, you know, we, you hear about transplants and I just kind of assumed that if someone needs a transplant, they just get a transplant. But I'd never kind of thought that someone needs to be a donor mm. for someone to get a transplant. a transplant. So I, you know, in discussing with her when she first got on the list, I thought, you know, I only then realized that um you know that the the need for organs is 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 critical there's a critical shortage and um so i started to think about what i could do to help with awareness mm. so um i've i worked well i just helped out as a volunteer i did what i could for awareness last year mm. and then at the well earlier this year i started working for the organ donor foundation so did your friend get her lung transplant? She's still waiting. She's still waiting. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow, that's that's amazing. And um, gosh, Gillian, that is so sad. And she's been waiting for how long? Uh, she's been waiting since February last year. Okay. And and how, what's her quality of life at the moment? Well, she. It's tough. She, it, yeah, it's tough. Wow. It's tough. It's tough. So, um, in terms of the awareness campaign that you've started, um, what kind of, do you speak at schools? Do you go to, um, hospitals, shopping malls? What kind of awareness do you guys do at the moment? Well, we have, my role is the national liaison officer and I, yeah. I coordinate the volunteers who go out and do, um, these sorts of awareness campaigns. Um, we speak at schools and, um, go to wellness days, um, at, um, like fates and events, we will often have a, a stand. Mm. Um, we try to get the word out there as much as possible, and we use we use social media quite a lot as well. Okay. Um, so anyone listening, they can go onto Facebook and like our page. It's Organ Donor Foundation of SA. And I mean, I was already tweeting about it um, this morning. And one one of the questions that is asked, one of the guys lives in a rural area, and he was asking me how would his organs be harvested because he lives so far away. And in my mind, I said to him, "Well, I think they transport you. They transport your body to the nearest hospital, or you know, what would happen if you live, you know, out there, put under water, for example, and you're registered as a donor and you happen to die there, what would happen?" The um, okay, the. The nearest transplant center would need to be notified. Yeah. So um, organs don't, we don't tend to travel with them too much. Mm. Um, the, they would need to, 
yeah, the transplant center would have to be notified, and they they would they would try to go and and harvest them or procure them where he is. Okay, because time because um, time, time is very very yeah, important. Yeah, and is there a time limit within which the organs should have been harvested? Yeah, um, that's that's referred to as the, the ischemic time. The ischemic time, yeah, and um, it's different for different organs. Oh, okay. Um, but for the solid organs, it's uh, it's tends to be like four to six hours. Okay. Um, and so, so obviously that's that's quite that's quite um, important. Important with tissue, it's you know it can be up to like twelve hours. Oh, okay. So that's why um, it tends to be that for organ donation, you have to like the the organ donor has to die in hospital for oh. them to be able to use the organs. Okay. Because that time was so critical. Okay. Um, with with tissue, um. It's, it, yeah, it, the tissue can be harvested. harvested. You know, if someone dies in an accident, yeah, um, then they can still use the the organs. The organs. Okay, yeah. so so in my case, as a registered organ donor, Jillian, so depending on where and how I die, that will determine what is then harvested from my body. Mm. So that the, the so that the the mode of death and then the place of death is important. Yeah. Okay. So, if, so say for example, I was killed in a car crash. Um, you know, you could you could use some of my bone, maybe to mm-hmm. to to reconstruct someone's jaw, or you could use some of my I don't know. You could use whatever's still intact in terms of my solid organs. But if I was like, say, what what like, okay, I, I think I'm beginning okay. to understand the differences. I, yeah, I can give you an example. Um, there's a a woman that I know, Claudette Locke. Yeah. She her father had a a heart attack and he fell. From a ladder, yeah, and um, and he he had an accident. So so he 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 had this accident um at his place of work, yeah, and um he so he wasn't breathing for longer than ten minutes, yeah, and he died on the scene. And they weren't able to use his organs, but his um cornea, two cornea went to well two different people. So that was that's two people. His um his bone went to one person who had um, needed facial reconstructive surgery after an accident, and his skin went to five different people. That is from amazing. Burn wounds. So he um, he helped he, eight people. Yeah, he improved the lives of eight people so dramatically. That is amazing. And in terms of of what can be um, donated, I think people want to know which organs can can be donated in terms of organ donation. If you can list them for me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, your heart. Yeah. Two lungs. Yeah. Two kidneys. Yeah. Your liver. Yeah. And your pancreas. Oh, is what we can do. Yeah. 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 So, so we say you can save seven lives. Um, you can actually potentially save eight. Yeah. Because the kid, um, the liver, the smaller lobe of the liver could be given to a child and the other one to a the larger part of the liver be given to an adult. Oh, that's so the fantastic. liver can go yeah. to, two to, two, to two people. So mm-hmm. you can essentially save um, eight lives. Yeah. And in terms of the, and the, and the cornea as well? The cornea can go to two, 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 people, two, two yeah. people. So you could actually, if, you, if you're still intact and everything's fine, you could actually save 10 people. You could help well, 10 people, well, save and also improve. So you can eyes. save eight lives. You can improve the lives of up to 65 people with your tissue. So your tissue is your cornea, skin, bone, and heart valves. Wow. 
Well, because I know, I know someone in Zimbabwe who actually needs a, um, a heart valve replacement and they had gotten in touch with me because they wanted to find out if the procedure must, could be done in South Africa or should they go to India because apparently India does a lot of procedures as well. You know, they, at the moment, people are traveling from Zim to India for procedures to be done. Um, how does the um, Organ Donor Foundation raise, raise their funds? Do, do, do they rely on donations? Um, where does their money come from? We rely on donations. Mm. Um, we, we're not government funded at all. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it's funds donated from the public, um, from a, f- a few corporate sponsors. Um, we basically do our own fundraising. And the questions that you ask, that you get asked when you tell people that oh, I work at the Organ Donor Foundation, don't they ever ask you stuff like, are you going to take my organs while I'm still alive? You know, I know people ask that like, you know, are you going to kill me off if I register to get my organs? Yeah, that is that is one of the myths. I get I get people saying to me, oh, I'd like to be an organ donor, but I'm scared that I'm going to meet an untimely death if someone finds out that I'm that I registered. <laughs> so, um, and that only so happens in the movies, right? That that's like yeah, really yeah, honestly. I mean, we so we don't keep the the waiting list. We we're non completely non medical. Um, we just have our database of donors and then the transplant coordinators who are, um, ICU nurses mm-hmm. at the transplant centers, they keep the, the waiting lists. So oh. they, you know, they keep separately and they, you know, the, the patients. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you even know who's on the list, right? Yeah. I don't know. The only, the only patients waiting that I know of are ones that are, you know, people that come forward to me oh, asking what the stories. Yeah. And asking what they can do for awareness. Um, so, you know, if I, I could never go to transplant coordinator and say, you know, give me a list of who you want. But uh, also the other thing is when you sign up to be an organ donor, you don't, um, give your, your blood type and, those sorts of things. You don't give us any of that medical detail. So, um, so patients waiting wouldn't know, like, if you would be able to potentially help them or not. Yeah, because so, you have to be a match. I think that's the other thing that people don't realize that the yeah. reason why the waiting lists are so long is because your, your tissue and the, and the donor's tissue have to match. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a whole process of, of checking and matching and so on. There's a whole process yeah. that goes into it. Yeah, and it's not just the, the blood type. It might also be the size of the organ. Yeah. Um, possibly even the, the age. <coughs> Excuse me. And so, so on. So, yeah, I mean, they're not going to give, like, um, a 65-year-old pair of lungs to a, a child. Because mm. the size. Versa. So it's the size. and That, that makes the, it. Yeah, there are various things um, that they that they have to consider. Yeah. And I know as well that um, patients can wait several years. For an mm. organ to be donated, yeah. Um, kidney patients wait up to eight years mm. being on on dialysis, which is really <coughs> excuse me. It's really not a a good quality of life. Mm. Di- um, renal failure patients have to go and have to go into hospital to have dialysis like three times a week, each time for four hours, and um, you know, and they do this for for years and years waiting waiting for their they transplant. Yeah. And we yeah. have Musa on the line. And I know that, um, you know, when I spoke to, when I was communicating with you yesterday, you, you know, you said that it would be great for us to chat to Musa. And Musa received a kidney and mm-hmm. he's going to tell us about, you know, life, his quality of life, you know, before and after the transplant. So good morning, Musa. Um, good morning, Dr. Thank Hello, you. Good morning. Yeah. Thank you so much for yeah. joining us on the show. Yes. No, always, all the time. Thank you. Yeah. So Musa, I think, um, just a bit of background. 
um, when when did you start having kidney problems? What led to them? And then from there, I just want to find out how how you know what was your the quality of your life before you had your transplants. Um, you know, first of all, I'd like to firstly thank all the, um, the, the the donor families and the and everyone that says yes to to organ donation. Um, my life was 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 quite um, okay, I, I I think, because I was born with hypertension and I didn't know about it. Mm. So I guess my life was okay, um, because if I never had any symptoms until the time I had stomach cramps and I went to the clinic and I was misdiagnosed. And um, so I was getting worse, vomiting, um, and, you know, skin color was changing, my skin was itchy, uh, until I decided to go see a GP, and uh, the GP found out that I was losing quite a lot of protein through my urine. And uh, so he sent me to the hospital, and when I got to the hospital, they took the blood, mm-hmm. and I found out that I had end-stage kidney failure. So I was diagnosed at the age of 23, and, uh, yeah, I couldn't believe it. And also because I said um, I didn't know about it, so I thought it was something light that would pass. Yeah. To my surprise, it was this huge thing that you know I needed to have um, someone donating an organ to me so that my life can be saved. Yeah. Wow. And in terms of um, like so your understanding of organ donation, so there you are. You're told if you don't get a kidney, you are going to die. Just yes, just yeah. hearing that news, how does it feel, Musa? Well, then it felt it. it it felt it was you know what <laughs> it was the worst thing to hear. Although at the clinic or at the hospital they don't they don't say it straight to your face. Like that, I understand. Yeah, I, but yeah. then you know already if someone says to you you need someone to donate an organ so that you can live, um and you ask yourself, What what are the odds? I mean really people don't do not donate, mm. first of all. Um and then you think, well and you meet people that have been on dialysis for more than for more than eight years, you know, ten, fifteen. Mm. You're like, well, what, what, what was the chance, you know, for me? And then you just lose hope, and you just wish that you could die the sooner because of it's too painful to handle. Every day you wake up, you have to be on a dialysis machine for four hours, three times a week, you know, until hopefully someone donates an organ to you. And I was placed on 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 that type of dialysis, which is hemodialysis. Yeah. And I was changed to peritoneal dialysis, which uses um, water, and um, it, it it works in the form of osmosis. is it, it draws out the toxins from yes, your from, from your, your blood, body, yeah. And you have to drain um, the water from your abdomen. And it was it, it, it was hell on earth, to be honest. And we really need people to start donating organs or, or learn about about organ donation, you know. Um, because of you, 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 you will save a life definitely. Yeah. So I was, I was, I was donated in in 2013 by a cadaver. Yeah. Um, you know that day, I'll never forget that day when. And I how long had you, Musa? How long had you waited? I, I waited for a year and a half. You know, luckily, um, I waited a year and a half because also another important thing that we need to raise in terms of um, patients not being donated is the 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 the, the level of. Um, 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 they they don't really follow the rules, you know. Uh, comply, they don't comply as much as they're supposed to. Who, when you say also, they, who do you mean? The patients, the patients. Okay. Yeah. So I I I, I complied, and I took medication. I dialyzed on time because of those things. Those are factors that that, that also you know um 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 hinder 
expectations to be donated. Oh, um, I see. Okay, know. so so it's yeah. not it's, only, it's not only people like me who are the organ donors that you guys are waiting for. You, as the patient on your end, you also have to yeah, make sure that you, you're in tip top health. Even definitely. Though, okay. Definitely. Com- no, now I get it. Yeah. Yeah, because of now there are criteria that you need to meet as a patient, and I mean I understand that other people, you know, we we we. Life is not easy for all of us, you know. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you don't eat the relevant dietary while you're still sick. You don't take your medication in time. Sometimes it could be because of stress, you know, and all of those things. Um, so we would like people to really take care of, them, of, of, mm. of themselves, even though they are patients. And, I'd you know, never just thought be, of that. I'd never yeah, just thought be, of that, yeah. Of course, yeah. Just be legible and ready for when the call comes, you know. But, you know, some people wait for the longest time on dialysis. Some even even die while being on dialysis. Mm, yeah. No, that yeah, I know that. And Musa, I know that um, when it comes to organ donation, you don't ever find out who your donor was, so you have no yeah. idea who your who 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 gave your kidney, ne? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. Although the, the 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 organ donor foundation with other um, organizations do have a tribute day where we go by the grave and you know we give thanks, you know, and the moment of silence, you know, yeah. and you can see like on the on, on the year w- which you were donated an organ, they list the people that donated organs there, and you oh. just go there and thank those those and, and and just give your thanks, and you know it's just a wonderful day where we just yeah give thanks and it's it, it's amazing it's amazing. When you when you are there with families that said yes to organ donation, and mm. you know these people really have saved lives. I mean, can you imagine um, a person saving up to seven or eight people? It's a, it's, it's a big thing, and we mm. would like people to really know and understand that organ donation really does save lives. It mm. makes a difference. If I was never uh, donated an organ, how would I do the education that I do? You know, how 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 would I? teach people to take care of themselves you know mm. yeah so it's it, it's really a difficult journey it's a hard one with challenges after challenge and challenge and it's not easy you mm. have a family to feed um we we have kids on on dialysis from the age age of four four years old you know yeah. 13 um kids that are supposed to be shaping their futures you know kids that are supposed to be in school studying yeah. Enjoying life, going to park, they can't because they, they need to be on, on a dialysis machine, mm. which takes everything from you. You know, I'm talking about from energy, you know, it, it draws the life, I mean, everything out of you. You I just become just a person. And so yeah. the quality of your life, I mean, now that you've, you've, you've gotten your kidney, like, like, if you can just talk us through like a day, like a typical day, the time also have dialysis and now a typical day now. Wow, I'm. But I'm sure that wow. it's so different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm, 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 you know, I'm just thinking about the, when the transplant took place. You know, um, it, it, it was amazing. Although with me, I had split kidney, where the kidney didn't want to work for like two weeks. Yeah. And I was extremely worried that you know what, this kidney has to work, and everybody was praying, family was supportive, you know. And uh, finally, it worked because of the sign to show that the kidney is working. You need to urinate, you know. Mm, and, it, and that's how we know that everything is working yeah, again. It, yeah, it's working. And also, another thing is that immediately when you start urinating, uh, the skin color changes. You know, you go back to your normal skin yeah, color. Yeah, because before both dark, like you be, if, if you're not yeah. urinating properly, you become very dark. Yeah, yeah. or black. Or yeah. Like black. All so, the toxins and, and so on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, and so I, I, I came back and my life now has changed so much. I'm able to spend time with my daughter, you know, my 
I'm no longer as angry as I was when I was on dialysis because of also you go through some um, emotional roller coaster, you know. And now I'm I'm just this happy person, you know. And I go out and do education on organ and tissue donation, um, hypertension and diabetes, and 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 all of that. And really, my life has just changed completely. Now I'm able to 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 to, to jog in the morning, you know, take a run. Um, I'm able to visit friends, you know. Mm. Like life is just, it's amazing now. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Musa. And then in terms of culture, so like how do you, yeah. how do you broach that subject? When you speak to, 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 from, yeah, to, when you speak to black people, how do you broach the subject of culture, ancestors, you know, yeah. we want to be buried with our organs. Yes. How do you talk about that? Look, um, there's no other way, you know. I mean, I'm black and, Yesterday we had the first ever uh, conference where we talked to traditional healers. Um, we're talking about 250 um, people attended this in Daba, where mm-hmm. we did an education on organ and tissue donation, hypertension, and diabetes. Okay. And we, we, we wanted to find out exactly, because when we do campaigns together with the Organ uh, Donor Foundation, when we do our campaigns, we always hear people say, my culture doesn't allow me to donate organs, so I don't even want to hear you guys talk about um, donating organs, you know, people people say things like religion doesn't allow me. But yes. you, we really got into it um, on, on on Saturday. We got into it, and people like traditional healers talked. You know, they said we didn't have the information. Um, therefore, that's why we made uninformed um, decisions. But now we thank you so much as Open Eye Foundation, together with the other partners like the Open Donor Foundation. They said, thank you guys for bringing such information to us. You know, we need more of this because of we could be able to be saving people, firstly from our our rooms where this is all about. We could say, no, this is a problem. We need to send you to the hospital, you know. And because they didn't know, that's why the information doesn't really uh, get into the black communities. Also, what we have learned was that uh, language barrier, you know, language language is a big thing. Yeah. And uh, also, a lot of people there were saying, "No, so no, we think Yeah. Yeah. And we 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 did change, and we we talked in our own languages, and people understood. You know, Bongholo, um, you know, traditional healers, like really, they 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 they, they heard us, and now they want more of this information. So I believe that. We need to take the information to the people. And that is why I learned now. I did that this, uh, my organization called Open Eye Foundation. Yes. To really educate black people about organ and tissue donation and really try and make a difference. If you look at the statistics, um, I mean, over 4,300 or 4,500 people on, on, on the transplant list waiting. 90% of those people are black people. So 90% and of people waiting for organs are black people. Yeah, are black, and mm-hmm. uh, most of them are waiting for kidneys, you know. And mm. then you look into our culture, um, black people uh, to almost every weekend, you understand? And then you are, you ask yourself, why is the numbers not going down? If we are, every, every weekend we are at funerals, why is the number of donors not rising and the number of people needing organs um, coming down? Yeah. So there's a really big problem in terms of how the education has been designed to get to the people. So we are the people that are going to take the information out to, to, to the people and talk to them in the language that they understand yeah. and try to make a huge difference, especially for the kids that are on dialysis. Yeah. You know, it's difficult for them. I mean, when you're supposed to go to school, you need to go to this, uh, to be on the machine. Where yeah. do you study? 
when do you see your friends? You yeah. know, so life is really difficult for those who are on dialysis. And, and I want to change that for them. Yeah, that's awesome, um, um, Musa. I mean, I mean, here you are. I mean, you 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 on you on with me now. Just in terms of, the, I think let's just, I mean, let's just attack the culture thing. Let's just talk about this culture thing before before we let you go. Yeah. What do you say? Because I mean, Mina is a medical doctor. I mean, I'm a medical doctor. I'm a born again Christian. So when it comes to religion, yeah. I think I'm able to pretty much answer answer questions around that. But when it comes to culture. I wouldn't. I wouldn't really know how to motivate someone to be an organ donor yeah. with culture as 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 a, as a topic. True. I mean, really, let's look at it this way. Um, people have strong beliefs, you know, but you need to be very humble when you when you talk with such. This this is a very sensitive issue. Um, I mean, humbleness and respect and being kind, you know, and really making sure that um, how you present yourself to these people, you know, you you. You come as, as as low as you can be, so that yeah. they allow you firstly to talk to them. I mean, you do understand as black people how we are, especially when it comes to ranking. And uh, it's very important for you to humble yourself. And then mm. you say, "Look, Bantabatala, uh, can you kindly please listen to us? Uh, we need to talk about this because of Abantubaya. You know, when people are dying, everybody needs to come come together and mm. uh, talk about the issue that's at hand. And that's the approach that we use." And mm-hmm. with respect, uh, with, with, with Coco Beta, and, you know, we, we ask to have a discussion, and people will say, yes, because mm-hmm. firstly, if I tell them that I was on dialysis and, uh, and, my and you life could have died, someone else, mm-hmm. and I could have died, yes, I could have died, and they, they, they listen, they, you know, and you start talking about organ donation, and, uh, I'm a kidney, I'm a pancreas, uh, lungs, and heart. Yeah. And then they, 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 they look at you weirdly. And they go to why? Why? Because of Niagas, Fikumunto Shotai. Yeah. You know, they ask you those and questions. And that's the thing, we can't bury a person yeah. with missing organs. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's yeah. the big question. Yeah. And, you know, you explain, um, it's not about um, burying a person with, with, without organs, but it's all about saving um, someone else's life. Because if you, if you look at it this way, when one person dies, who was supposed, who, who could have been, or who is a potential organ donor, seven other people die with that people, with that person. Yeah. So it's it's it, it, it's difficult. And when you put it in that context, they then think and they say, if you say that this body is gonna help seven other people, then why not? Mm. You know, why not? Let's make other people live because of. Uh, we normally say this to 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 family, to donor families that. If, if 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 a life ends, which is a full stop, uh, and when, when after writing a sentence, that's a full stop. But let's take this person and turn them into a capital letter and start another sentence for someone mm-hmm. else. That's you know, amazing. let it not let, let it not be the, the end of it. Let's not look at it as the end of it. Let's look at let's look at it as the beginning for some of someone other else's people. life. Yeah, seven other people um, can be saved, and now. I mean, science has been remarkable. Uh, now, organ donation can not only save seven, but eight people, mm. you know. So it's really amazing. And we also encourage people that to also please donate tissues. You know, skin is needed. You know, corneas are needed. You know, that kid at school that can't see properly can use a cornea so that she can be able to read and write and, and, and pass and progress in life. So we need people to start really donating. I mean, can you imagine if umuntu Tegashilam Shadin how much of a difference that person's skin, uh, uh, you know, can make to, yeah. to a child that just 
that just has like burns and all that, you know. Yeah. So we really need to start using this. Let's take Ubuntu seriously, you know. This thing of giving. Uh, let Let's go back, you know. Let Let's give, you know. But mm. I believe still that the education needs to get out there. And that's, we need to partner. Yeah. yeah, and that's the reason why we're having this show. And I, I'm, your, this podcast is going to be so powerful because it's one thing to hear from me. Oh, please go out there and donate organs. It's one thing to hear from Jillian, but to hear from someone who's been on the receiving end, waiting for a kidney, who's gotten a kidney, whose life has changed. It is so powerful, Musa. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Doctor. Okay. Thank you to your listeners. Thank okay. you. Bye. Bye. I am the future of South Africa. On my shoulders, I carry the hopes and dreams of generations to come. I'm eager to learn, but even more eager to use my knowledge for good. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanya Gold, we believe our youth is worth its weight in gold, which is why we are so committed to developing, nurturing, and grooming our young people into future leaders. Sibanya Gold, we are one. Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com. Well, welcome back to the Health Hour. I mean, we've had such a fantastic chat with Umusa. Musa received um, a kidney in 2013, and just hearing him, Jillian, describe how much his life has changed, and now um, he's now like an advocate. He goes around educating people about organ um, donation. It's just, oh, just absolutely amazing. And then just speaking a bit about the stats. So, as Musa mentioned, there are 4,300 people. In South Africa, waiting for either a solid organ or a cornea transplant. And just last year alone, there were 515 transplants done. So it was mm-hmm. 321 solid organs and 194 corneas. We need more than that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that figure, 4,300, is um, that's the number of patients that we know about that are on the waiting list. Yeah. But there are actually many, many more who need transplants but can't or don't have access to the um, treatment that they need to stay alive so that they can stay on the waiting list. For example, um, dialysis is very, very expensive, mm-hmm. and we don't have enough dialysis machines in the government sector. So um, patients who have renal failure but can't get dialysis, can't go on the waiting list, and they are literally sent home to die. Like there's nothing that can be done for them. So there are so many patients that we... That you know that that need transplants that we don't know about. There are actually also a lot of tra- um, patients who don't speak up about their symptoms. Um, for example, someone was told that they, um, someone that I know of, um, he was diagnosed as having an STD, but actually he had renal failure. Yeah. So, um, you know, the 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 need is a lot lot bigger than than we the, know than we know. Yeah. yeah. And what are the, some of the things that's, that deter people from becoming um, um, donors? I know that religion and culture plays a big role. What else stops people from, from deciding to donate? Um, okay, the one thing is that people, uh, some people say to me, oh, th- what are they going to do with the rest of my, my body? Like, they're going to take what they can and chop me up and then discard me. What You know, am I going to be disfigured? And the answer is no. Um, the doctors take great care to um, remove the the organs, um, sort of as neatly as possible, mm. and then and then like sew the body up. And the 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 donor can still have, um, or the donor fam- family can still have an open casket funeral for mm. the donor. So it's not disfiguring um, at all. I think that's, that's important yeah. to say. 
yeah, so so you can still have an open casket funeral and no one would, w- without anyone knowing, mm. you know. So that's the, the one thing. Um, um, something that that um, puts people off is they think that there's a cost involved and it doesn't cost anything to to mm-hmm. sign up. Okay. To, to register, it costs absolutely nothing. And then um, at the time of donation, it doesn't cost the family. Some people are worried that they, that the family is going to be um, charged for medical expenses for the transplant and that sort of thing. And there, honestly, there are absolutely no costs involved. As soon as the family is, has given consent, um, after um, brainstem death has been diagnosed, then the, the state or the hospital um, takes over the medical expenses. Okay. And also the other thing that, that, that someone wanted to find out is that... Um in, in terms of, of donation, is it such a thing as your organs being too dry? There's a young lady who's worked for many years as a flight attendant, and she says that she was told by her doctor that her organs are too dry for donation. And as far as I understand, even from our chat before, there's no such thing as dry organs. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, as I've said, we're not a medical organization, but that's um, I've never heard of of organs being too dry from flying a lot. What we say to people is... Um, if you know, sign up to be an organ donor. If you believe in it, um, and there's no reason not to, then then just register, even if you think that there's a chance that you might not be able to. So some people say to me, "Oh no, I'm far too yeah, too old," or like, "No one's going to want my liver." Um, sign up, and then the decision is made at the time of death. So comprehensive tests are done to establish whether or not you're a suitable donor. Um, yeah, and then so and depending on what we f- uh, on what is found, you can then you know you can make the decision. The doctors will make the decision on what of your tissue yeah. they're going to use. Yeah. Um, an- another myth is um, if I sign up, are they going to make sure that I'm re- you know how do that how will they know that, that that I'm really dead? Oh yeah, that's like also if they know thing. if they know that I'm an organ donor, mm. then they might not try hard enough to save me, and that's like absolutely wrong. So. They require two doctors who are independent of the transplant team mm-hmm. to um, to diagnose um, brainstem death, and they're comprehensive tests, and they're internationally used and recognised. So um, there's no risk of your organs being procured before you dead. And then, in terms of the funerals, I mean, will that will this delay my funeral in any way? Because I wouldn't want no. to wait for weeks. No, no, not at all. Um, the it takes about like four hours or so out of the the process. Okay. Um, and that's then what, that's really quick. Yeah, four hours. That's yeah. very quick. Yeah. Well, if, you know, if you think about it, the the, the organs have to be removed quickly, very quickly so that yeah. they can be used. So, um, so it really d- it takes a few hours out of the process, and and then people, you know, there's some religions where the the body needs to be. Um, buried before dawn the next day. Yes. And so people say to me, oh, but I can't register because there won't be enough time. Or I can't be buried soon enough. Um, but they can be. You know, it's just, it's just a, something that the family needs to raise with the medical professionals at the time. Okay. And, 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 and highlight that this person is an organ donor. Yeah. Okay. The other thing as well. So I register. What can I expect to get from you guys? I mean, I know I got a package. Thank you very much for registering and so on. That's what it means. Can you speak to your family? 
What else do I get from from the um, foundation? Uh, you'll get in the post. You'll get um, an organ donor card, mm-hmm. which you you put your you sign it on the back and um, put your next of kin details, um, and then you can keep that in your um, in your wallet mm-hmm. so that you've always got it with you. And you also get organ donor stickers, and you can put one on your driver's license, one on your ID. And then um, one on your medical aid card if you've got one, so so that you can be identified as a potential donor. Um, but then, like the most important thing to do is to speak to your family about it because they have to um, give consent. So, um, you know, even if you are registered, um, your organs won't be procured if your family doesn't um, give consent to it. So it's really, really important that you discuss it with your family and ask them to honor your wishes. Okay, so now that's a problem though, isn't it, Gillian? Because, I mean, I'm an adult and, if, I mean, uh, my family might say no, but I have I have decided this is what I want to do with my body. Mm. Why do we need the family's consent? Well, uh, I think it's an ethical thing um, and it's it's something... You know, it's like it's a I think it's a difficult time for the family, and uh, it's yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they're they're not going to push the issue um, if if your family is not happy with it. So it's important that you make them aware of it and you discuss it beforehand, so that the question is easier for them at the time. Because because I think um, that's another thing is when if if people don't know about organ donation and then they are asked by a nurse or a doctor when their loved one has died, it might be too much of a shock. And then it's, they it's say everything no. happening at the same exactly. time. They yeah. say no because they don't want to think about it. They've got, you know, it, it's too heavy. And um, has it happened? Does it happen in the organization where people are registered for many years and when the time comes to procure the organs, the mm. family says no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's happen. really unfortunate. It does happen. So it's it's important to get used to the idea beforehand. Well, I've, uh, as I said, I've spoken you know, to my family. Uh, they've agreed. I've tweeted my card and my, you know, ID, my stickers, everything, you know, so everyone mm. knows where I stand. But it's really, it's an amazing, it's an amazing mm. um, thing that you that you guys are doing. And in terms of, um, yeah, the children, the, the organs, organs for for kids. I hadn't even thought about that either. That you know, some kids, you know, as Musa highlighted, might need um, kidney. So with kids, is it preferable to have a, a yeah a, a child donating to a child? Yeah, I think it is preferable. It's yeah. like size and. And that sort of thing. I mean, they can't. They're not going to give like a a much older person's kidney or any organs to a child because mm. then you know they might they won't be as strong. You know, they want to give the child the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as, yeah, as, as well, not fresh. Yeah. Fresh is the wrong word, but I think you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. As 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 good an, an organ as you can get, and um and and your family, like, are, are you able? Have you been able to recruit your friends and your family for this yeah. cause? Yeah, I know my family is is fully on board with it, I and mean, we've discussed it a lot. And I think that they all they've had the the opportunities to ask me any questions. And you know, when I don't know something, I can always go and ask someone else. So we've had the discussion a lot, and and everyone is is on board with it. Yeah, I mean, it's something that that I try to say to people is to to make it part of your identity, something to really be proud of, and that that's how I see it. Like I'm I'm several. Things you can describe me in many ways, but the, the thing that's most important about me is that I'm an organ donor. That's fantastic. Because I'm so like I'm so proud that one day when I die, which I hope is not soon, but one day I will die, and I hope that out of that, you know, up to eight lives can be saved and sixty-five, you know, lives can be improved. Like it's it's really something that feels good. 
Mm. And so that's the message that I try to get out there to people is like, you know, like, do this. Yeah, it. it's, like, it's a, it's a proud thing to do. It's such an honorable thing to do. Yeah, that is so awesome. Well, we have Siobhan on, online. Good morning, Siobhan. Hi, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. I really appreciate you taking your time to, to, you know, to be with us on the show. I'm, I'm with Jillian in the studio. And Siobhan, I mean, I know that you're waiting for an organ transplant. Yes. Um, I was listed for a bilateral lung transplant. Yeah. In February last year. <coughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I have a, a genetic condition called cystic fibrosis, which um, causes recurrent lung infections over your life, um, which leads to permanent lung damage. So I've now um, yeah, got to a point where the damage is so severe that without a lung transplant, um, I'll most likely die. Sounds a bit dramatic, but it's the reality. And, um, Siobhan, your family, um, your life at the moment, um, how are you coping? What's your day-to-day life like? Well, um, I'm 29 years old, but I moved back in with my parents. Um, my mom has basically become my full-time nurse and Kara, she does everything for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm on oxygen um, 24-7. I can't cope without, without oxygen. Um, my day today, um, yeah, I spend a lot of time sleeping and eating. Um, one of the particular risks um, that I faced with the transplant is that I was severely underweight. Mm-hmm. Um, which obviously increases, you know, your risk um, for the surgery. Yeah. So I've actually spent a good part of the last year and a half just trying to gain weight um, in an effort to reduce that risk. Um, so, yeah, eating is a big part of my day as well. Um, I also, three times a week, see a physiotherapist. Okay. Um, for To clear out my chest and to um, do strengthening exercises, um, again, just an effort to make me as strong enough and, and healthy as possible for for the actual surgery, which, um, you know, carries yeah, a huge risk. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of your, um, uh, I mean, I, so you're obviously involved with the Organ Donor Foundation. Do you, do you, do you, did you give talks before? Do you have, do you, I suppose you don't have time to even do awareness campaigns. Well, I, I've um, become an official Organ Donor Foundation volunteer. Yeah. Um, so I do whatever I can, basically, um, just yeah, to raise awareness, even if it means we had a corporate day recently with a company um, where, you know, sit and help manage the stand to try and encourage people to sign up. Yeah. Um, I was also, this weekend, Mr. spoke about... Um, we did that uh, in Darba, um, and I spoke there as well. Um, so, yeah, just whatever I can here and there, um, just, yeah, to do my bit to try and raise awareness. Mm. And how's the, how's the rest of your family coping? I mean, your, your, you know, your mom's looking after you. What, you know, what kind of chats do you guys have? But, you know, what goes on in your mind sometimes? Um, 
Yeah, I just, well, I guess I've been sick my entire life. So um, I think my mortality has definitely, I mean, it's not something that we don't talk about, even if we don't like to talk about it. Um, And obviously with me being listed for a transplant, I think it is a lot more on everybody's minds how critical um, my health is now. But I do think at the end of the day, um, mostly we're just extremely excited because we have such hope. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, even though, I mean, we've heard today it's a critical shortage of donors, but even if it's denial, I'm convinced my lungs are coming one day, hopefully soon. And then I think... My family and I, we're all trying to focus on life after transplant. Yeah. And we spend most of our time talking about post-transplant, I'm going to do this. And post-transplant, I want to travel there. Or I want to take part in the Comrades Marathon. Or Aww. as ridiculous as it is. Or, you know, we just, we're trying to focus on on what a transplant will mean for me. And, and what I'll be able to achieve afterwards uh- rather than getting caught up in what life is like on this at, side. At the moment. Yeah. That is so profound. That is so profound. I mean, hope is everything. With the work that I do as well, I mean, I work primarily with HIV-infected clients, and I always say that hope makes all the difference. It's yeah. so important to hang on to hope. No, 100%. I think it's the only thing that keeps me going um, and helps me get up in the morning. So, yeah, no, hope is, is key. <laughs> Hope is everything, Chauvin. And um, so in terms of your message, what you know, what do you want to, to encourage people? What do you want to say to people who might be listening to this and, and you know, not, to, not so sure that they're ready to, to register as an organ donor? What do you want to say? I mean, I think, I think a lot of the fear around having a, be an organ donor is people are, people are scared of dying. I know this too probably better than a lot of other people as well because it's something that I face on a daily basis. And I think you need to, to realize that this is, this is, yeah, in the event of your, your death, when there's nothing else that, you know, that can be done for you, I mean, would you rather you were buried in the ground or cremated and, you know, with that, you know, there could be so many other people's lives that you could have changed or saved potentially if you just made the decision to be an organ donor. Um, it's not a sacrifice that you have to make while you're alive. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, it's actually quite an, an easy thing to be selfless in this case because you already, you know, you would already be dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I think... I, I do understand how scary it is. I really do. Um, but I think if, if people could just realize, you know, the amazing good that they could do. I mean, we heard from Musa earlier. I mean, he's amazing. And if, if someone hadn't donated, you know, he might not be here today doing the incredible work that he's doing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just an amazing thing. And, and yeah, it's something to be part of. Really is, yeah. 
Well, thank you so much, Yvonne. I mean, we'll be thinking of you. And Thank we'll so definitely much. be praying that you get your lungs. And yes, I'll see you at the comrades one day. <laughs> well, I don't know. I have to start small, but you know, <laughs> uh, they are dreams are free. <laughs> no, thank you so much for, for, for joining us on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Doctor. I appreciate it. Thanks. Wow, that's amazing, Gillian. And and she, like you can hear in her voice that she's so hopeful that something is going to happen. Yeah, she she really is incredible. I, I think um She's an inspiration to a lot of people. Mm. Just yeah. just her bubbliness and 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 just the way that she's hanging on to her. But I'm really yeah. touched by that. I really am. But Joy, Julian, I mean, it's been fantastic chatting to you, and I've put a lot of stuff out on social media, um, and I'll also go onto Facebook and make sure that everyone knows where to find the Organ Donor Foundation and how to register. And just in closing, what do you want to say in closing? Well, I think I've already said the main thing is just to be proud of it. Yeah, register, speak about it. And and be proud of it. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Doctor. This is Cliffcentral.com.